friend for all time. We have two people here, and they have pseudonyms that they're going under. So we have Maria, and then we have Elizabeth as well. The reason why we have two people here is because you two are very good friends, and you're considering ending a friendship with a third person. Is that true, or is it over? It's over. Agreed. So what was going on in your life, Maria, when you met this friend? I met uh, our friend um, in 2000. I just moved to the area and had a, a, an infant and a little kid. And, and she was one of the first people to really extend a, a branch of friendship to me. And I just thought she was just the coolest person and very sweet. And, and um, yeah, I liked her. And how about you, Elizabeth? What was going What was going on in your life? Our sons played a sport together, and um, she was just a load of fun. And really, because she also had older kids, and my child that was playing the sport with her child was my oldest, so she kind of helped me uh, find a, a path within that sports organization, and you know, understand who was who, things like that. Um, and uh, her, my son was injured at one point, and she was a tremendous support network for that, too. So I got to see both her super fun side and her, um, you know, be there in your moment of crisis side. Did you two know each other, you as Maria and Elizabeth? No, not at all. So um, we this all happened in a small community and was there for a couple of years, left and then came back in uh, almost 10 years later and hadn't completely reconnected with their friend, but my child was then playing this sport and um, we bonded over that same sport. You know, this is how parents make friends, right? It's like the people you get stuck with on the fields. <laughs> and then the three of us just very naturally formed a trio. All our three boys were in the same program. Wow. And so, yeah, it was, it was easy. Oh. And what was the trio like? What was the trio like for you, Elizabeth? <laughs> you know, um, it, just entertaining, like <laughs> the light spot of your day where, you know, and our kids played a sport where the weather was miserable, yeah. miserable. But I used to look forward to going to the games because I got to see my friends and we got to have some fun, mm -hmm. some laughs, um, cheer for our kids. And I mean, we were we were those parents that were cheering for everybody on the team. Um, but it was nice to to have friends who were as, as excited for your child when your child did well as they were for their own kids. And that started that feeling of, OK, these people have my back. That sounds amazing. I I. I want to be part of the trio. I can feel that. Yeah. We have yeah. an opening. You do? Oh, well, I'll, I'll submit my application after this. Please do. Maria, how about for you? How, what was the trio like for you? These women were my sisters here. And in some ways, more my sisters than my own sisters. Much more. Anytime, day or night, I could call. I need help. I need support. Their kids became like nieces and nephews to me. Our husbands became close. Uh, we went on girls trips together. My husband went through a stage four cancer battle and these were the bad bitches who had my back through it, both of them. These were the friends who you could call in the middle of the night and say, come, and they would show up without question. 
That's great. And then how, Maria, how did you see yourself in this friendship? So we were all moms. We were all wives. We were all very busy in our community, you know, helping to run things, making stuff happen. You know what it felt like when I was with these women? Um, it's like we were 17-year-old kids again with no responsibilities, just being silly together and having fun. Oh, so you went back in time with each other. I love that. I love that. And how about you, Elizabeth? How did you see yourself? within this trio or community that you created definitely definitely a community um well like i alluded to before this particular friend had kids that were older and so um not only were they like my sisters but she, she was also um you know like a mentor if you will um mm -hmm. on some issues particularly related to raising teenage boys Yikes. and i'll just leave it at that when did things start to fall apart? So um, we've had another cancer battle in our family. Um, we've got a, a, a sibling with a pancreatic cancer. Oh my so it has been a brutal year for us. Yeah. <clears throat> so we, we've, had, we've had that going on. The ladies have been supporting me. And in the middle of that, all of our families have stuff going on. But in the middle of all that, Another one of her children got married and her kids are close in age. So it's been wedding, baby, wedding, baby, shower, but like a lot, very, very close together. Mm -hmm. And we have been there for all of it. Mm -hmm. And until, and this is all during COVID, mm -hmm. a wedding destination wedding came up. Mm -hmm. I could not go and, and risk exposing somebody with no immune system to COVID, my cancer surviving husband. We, we just, we've done everything we could to, to not bring COVID into our home. And this destination wedding in a high exposure state at the worst of COVID was not something I could do. Absolutely, that makes sense. Okay, great. And Elizabeth, what was it like for you? What was the fallout like from your, your point of view? Really, it was, you know, my, I'm, I'm married into a very large family and we have our fair share of family weddings. Um, and by fair share, I mean, every three months we have a wedding. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And I love it. Do not, do not misread me. Yeah. Um, but my nephew and my husband's godson was getting married the same weekend. So, um, you know, and, and, and I will own some of the miscommunication in that because our friend is so intensely loyal to her family, I had wrongly assumed that she would understand that we are also intensely loyal to our family. Mm -hmm. And while your child is a wonderful person whom I adore, my nephew and my husband's godson are exactly that. And that was the wedding that we would be going to. Um, so that's so good. we followed all social norms. Yes. We received invitations. Mm -hmm. We completed the cards and actually added notes. Your note was much nicer than mine. I'm giving well, you total but credit. I knew, I knew the bride. Okay. Her child, who was the bride, um, was a friend of my son's as well. So I felt that a personal note on there um, indicating that I was so very sorry to miss that day because I am certain that she was, and she was a beautiful bride, mm -hmm. um, as well as a lovely person, um, that I, I had wished that it, <laughs> they were on two different dates. The house I grew up in, you respond to the invitation that you get to the person who sent you the invitation. Mm -hmm. That's social norms. 
Right. Well, I don't. I don't know these things. I don't get invited. So when you to get an weddings. invitation to <laughs> count your blessings, name them one by one. I could lend you one if you yeah. want. I would love or 15. it. Actually, or fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Let you me get know a, which quarter you'd like. Yeah. When you get a wedding invitation, there's always an RSVP card. You respond to it in a timely manner. If they say it's supposed to be by April first, you get it out before then. Like mm-hmm. that's when it's supposed to go. And we both did. And and the other thing that's always been easy about our friendship, that it's, it was effortless, the three of us. There was never a, oh, I should call because I haven't called. No. And you see how we talk to each other. It, it's not a lack of respect. It's a sign of affection and familiarity. I'd say, hey, Elizabeth is coming in. You want to join us, you loser bitch? And I'd get like, yeah, I wouldn't hang out with you. Like, that's how we were, right? Yeah, yeah. And that affectious sisterly prodding and poking we'd get no thank you so after you sent that after she received the after her after the person who mailed it which was the bride received our our timely responses as dictated by emily post i want to be very clear about that i love it shout out to emily and immediately elizabeth said she's mad we're not going to the wedding Mm -hmm. and i said no no way well, yeah. What was that? What was that conversation like? We are very honest with each other mm-hmm. about our children and their okay. their um, pluses and minuses. Yes. That was not with the third one. Her kids were perfect. And really, that's that's what it, that that was a big part of it was. Um, I did not pay enough attention to watching how she operated with other people and their children. Should their children do anything to dis? her child in any way, shape, or form, it was never her child's fault. Never her child's fault. And they were dead. And that other person was dead to her. Oh, Dying. so you had seen this. These were like, these were sort I'd of war- seen warning signs. multiple times. Okay. Multiple times. But because our kids like weren't the same age, not necessarily the exact same social circle, they were just friendly with each other, yeah. right? I thought, I just in my brain never thought that that would be position I would be put in. But I really do believe that by, um, in her mind, dissing her daughter, the bride, we're done. Like, we were were dead to you. We were too good of friends to be treated that way. Uh, In my, I would agree with that 100%. (laughs) How foolish. How (laughs) foolish of us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we'd gone Mm -hmm. to the shower. We'd gone to for for this for the same bride. Yes. Okay. Good gifts, great gifts. Excellent gifts. Listen, you want to be on our Christmas list. Trust me when I tell you. (laughs) We always would pool our money and do do one of their really big ticket items. We, she kept saying, nah, she kept saying, this is because we can go to the wedding. So Elizabeth Elizabeth kept saying, yes, just just attractive voices. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept saying, no, no way. Okay. And then. Being the uh, lower numbered chick kid in a big family, I totally won't let it sit. I was just like, hey, can I see the pictures? Hey, like I was going to make her come out and admit she was mad mm-hmm. at us because I totally mm-hmm. didn't still believe it. Yeah. I was a little bit, in de- I was a lot of bit in okay. denial. I was thinking you were, I, did. I was thinking uh, you were over, over reading the situation mm-hmm. and I kept reaching out, reaching out. Then I'm driving my husband across five states to go be with his relative who has pancreatic cancer because I can't put him on an airplane. 
it, it, literally I drove him, slept and drove home for work because that's how risk averse we were at that mm-hmm. point. And finally it was then that she fessed up. How did she fess up? Well, she said, um, I'll be a text. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She wouldn't answer the phone. Um, I, I was like, is something going on? And she was like, it's going to take me a long time to forgive you guys that, um, nobody showed none of my friends were at her at the wedding and that hurt so bad. And I mean, it was a long, very pointed text. And my immediate response was, thank you for being, thank you for saying this. We would like to talk to you when you, when you, when you're ready for it, we are going to give you your space. And actually it wasn't on that car trip. It was a, it was a few weeks earlier. And so then I was like, okay, Elizabeth is right. I had actually called her multiple times and left my usual obnoxious, you know, Hey, so-and-so what's up? Call me. Where are you? Um, you know, are you at the bottom of a bottle somewhere? You know, I mean, I, I know what it's like to plan a wedding, (laughs) you know, I mean, it just, in my mind, I knew why she was upset, but I, I wanted her to say it, mm-hmm. which is kind of childish, I know, but um, I, I, I wanted her to say it because I, I was like, is there something else? Because in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, okay, I know I wrote a really nice note, um, and I know the bride well enough as while she does love us and is a wonderful young lady she's not gonna care Mm. like i knew this one about her and then in my mind i start going i I go back you know eight ten years and i think about some of the things i saw and the people that she cut out and literally didn't talk to again Mm. um you know and i mean i i come from a a irish family where we certainly do understand um temper management issues, Irish goodbyes, <laughs> Irish goodbyes, that kind of stuff. Mm. But there's always that element of, oh, did that actually happen? Ah, let's, let's just hug it out and, you know, go back to the bar or whatever. I never saw her behave that way mm-hmm. to, with any of these other folks that she'd cut out. And I thought, oh, wow, she's really doing this. Wow. Like, she's really doing this to us. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you sent her a text, though. Do you remember? I did. What happened, what, I what did. happened with that text? She said it was almost like she caught, cut and pasted the one she sent back to you. Because, uh, oh. the, no, the one to me was to all, that was a three-way. Oh, that's and right. then you sent the one right. that basically right. said you were only responsible for your behavior. We did not appreciate being held accountable for yes. all of her friends. Yeah, the, uh, the fact that she she alluded to, you know, none of my friends showed up. And listen, I, I can't speak for your other friends. Right. I don't expect, right. I don't hang my other friend's behavior on Maria. Um, you know, I, I'm sorry that it didn't work out that way, but you did chose, choose to hold a destination wedding during pandemic. Mm. You have to expect that people will not necessarily be comfortable with that mm-hmm. and, and be give a little grace there. It was towards the end of the pandemic. Wait, no, October, no. It was, but it was the beginning of the Omicron surge. Her response, we had plenty of friends there. And yeah, then she started in on, well, we had plenty of friends there. And I'm like, well, which is it? And I get, you know, I, I threw a wedding, okay? I get that there are folks who don't always respond in a timely manner, people that you have to track down. She was one of them. Here's the thing. My learning lesson with throwing a wedding was 
you know what, sometimes even your best friends, you kind of go, hmm, that's interesting. I guess you don't subscribe to the same social constructs that I do, Mm -hmm. but that's okay because Mm -hmm. part of being friends with somebody is, is forgiving some of that stuff and, and understanding that people aren't perfect and people have, can I swear, shit going on in their lives. Lots of shit. That sometimes prevents them from reaching the bar that you've set for them. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to, you do have to learn to forgive some of that stuff, Mm -hmm. but holding that against people who have been your longtime friends. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I have my own temper and that ticked me off. Mm. That ticked me off. Not only did it hurt, it did hurt. But my initial reaction is to, to just get my, my Irish up and go, are you kidding me? Yeah. And I was still a little bit nicey nice. Um, and I, and, and, and I, I will own like, like Elizabeth, in hindsight, I wished I had called my friend. Um, I do remember calling her several times, not being able to get through because she was, was busy like, cleaning her. a wedding. <laughs> I wish I had made a point of reaching out before that card got there mm-hmm. so that it w- so she didn't hear from her child. I 100% own that. But I, I'm still kind of like trying to hold this together and seeing the good in everybody because I do have kind of an 80-20 I still like 80% of you, you're in. Mm, mm -hmm. Once it gets down to like 50%, get out of here. I'm I'm done. Uh, Life's too short. So then fast forward, I'm driving down and it dawns on me during this freaking 12 hour drive that I hadn't seen any pictures online. And this woman lives on social media, slobbers on her family, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, huh. And we're still friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to a mutual friend mm-hmm. to say, could you look at her Facebook and tell me if you see any pictures from the wedding? Because I want to see what this beautiful bride, who I've known since she was a girl, look like. Mm-hmm. And then I get um, texted a dozen pictures that were on Facebook. Uh, it, with with all the limited resources we all have here on earth, she used hers to make sure that I couldn't see a picture of this bride. That was the moment I was done. That was when I really realized what we were dealing with. And I immediately texted the bride to say, hey, um, I, I just want to tell you again how sorry I was we couldn't make the wedding. Um, and she's a nurse uh, with like 15 degrees, like an yeah, advanced she's nurse. She's a very, very bright yeah. young lady. And I said, I, I want to make sure you understand why, um, because I, I'm not sure I spelled it out in my note. I said, you know, with this pancreatic cancer, so this family member just had to miss her very last chemo. And this is her last opportunity to save mm-hmm. her life. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, um, hey, I'm, I'm so sorry. You know I would have been there if I could have. And I got back. Mrs. Okay, we don't have a fake last name. So Mrs. Maria. Mrs. Lady. <laughs> you owe me no explanation. I know you were there with us in prayer and in our, in spirit. And, um, if I was in your shoes, I'd do the same thing. I know you love me. I know you would have been there if you could have. She said the, you know, the bride's heart is broken because I mean, I, like I said, I've, I've known the bride as well. And you know, the bride's heart is broken. And I remember thinking, hmm. I'm Elizabeth, what was it for you that you were like done? <sighs> I don't I don't know if it was one 
event necessarily because I kept going back in my brain about how supportive she was when my son was injured and had to undergo some surgery, as was Maria. Like without them and my circle of friends, I would not have made it through that um, entire experience. So I, I, I don't think it was one particular incident. It was just the, the level of childishness involved in some of it that I thought, you know what, at my age and with some of the other stuff going on in my life, that you know she doesn't she doesn't own that but i have to look at my life in totality and go okay if you are now becoming more of a um drain on my resources and my emotions then maybe it's time to step back here maybe it's time to give you the space that you have said you wanted um but know that I, I don't think I could trust that person again. And I will tell you this about me. Mm. If I, if mm. you, if I lose trust in someone, that is when I am done. That is one thing that is almost impossible to recover when you lose trust in somebody. What was the emotional fallout? It was a relief. I had held on so long, not wanting to believe this is who she was. That when I could no longer ignore it, I, I, I'm a firm believer when people tell you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. And she did. And I do. And Elizabeth, what's the, have you had any heartache or fallout from not seeing this friend or not being oh, in your life? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, listen, at, at, at our age, and we won't discuss that number, by the way. <laughs> at our but age. it is significant. <laughs> At our age, um, you don't take losing friends lightly because making friends is difficult. The, you well, know, we don't. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could go downstairs and find, find new no, friends. I, no, but... I mean, we don't take losing friends. No. I, clearly. I, I don't. I don't take losing friends. And I do um, because I, as Maria knows, sometimes I don't have the world's best filter. So I can, can sometimes offend people unintentionally. So I do do a little (laughs) introspective work on, okay, what did I do here? What was my part in this Mm -hmm. that maybe I needed to to do something better? Calling her until I got her in person, perhaps, and pleading my case, if you will. But then there's a part of me that goes, if you're going to prioritize your family, you should understand when I prioritize mine, that it doesn't mean that I love you or your family any less. Mm -hmm. And I recognize that your children will always be your number one priority. Yeah, I was just going to say, we have had one major falling out, me and, uh, what is your name again, Elizabeth? Elizabeth. (laughs) We'd have chosen cocktail names, so we would have remembered it. (laughs) Vodka soda. Um, It's in Cosmo. (laughs) So we have had a major falling out. If you're... If you're in relationship with somebody long enough, it's going to happen. And it was a doozy. Um, and we did need a day to, to, to give each other the space. And then we had to have one of those uncomfortable adult conversations where we negotiated the friendship and what was okay, what was not. We both said what pained us and we needed to hear that. Like, mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's no different than doing it with your husband and your children, the people who you're very close to, and you want to maintain that friendship. 
I, I, all I have to assume is this woman thought we were all going to sail through the rest of our lives and never bump into each other, which is silly. Conflict averse, maybe? The oh, she's South Side. She got conflict in her. It's just, okay. it was a loyalty okay. test and we failed. Mm. Yes, she, I would agree with that. She has an unrealistically high bar in terms of um, how she believes people should prioritize her family. So, you know, friendships are give and take. Sometimes one friend needs more than another. Mm -hmm. um, but when one friend, particularly one friend in a, in a trio, is constantly the one that you're having to tiptoe around and make sure you're giving the appropriate homage to, mm -hmm. that becomes exhausting. And while I have a decent amount of energy, and Maria mm -hmm. has a ton of energy, while Cosmo has a ton of energy. Vodka tonic to you. It's just, <laughs> it, it, is that how you want to spend your energy? Backing up to what kind of a friendship this was, um, when my husband had his biopsy and I'm in the hospital and I had a horrible experience with a surgeon just blurting out he had a head full of cancer. And this one shows up. Elizabeth does. I was almost on the floor. I thought I was going to actually collapse onto the floor and vomit. And um, uh, we have a friend, mutual friend who's a security guard who got me seated with a cup of coffee. She shows up and I'm spinning out of control and she sh she wanted to come earlier i'm like yeah don't it's no big deal blah 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 and then i was like come and she did and i'm literally like holy shit he's got a head full of cancer i gotta get a job and she was like slow down chief you don't need the one ads right now so let's do this one step at a time like yeah. and we're kind of in that place again as a family with this sibling who's has a 13 percent chance of surviving this Mm -hmm. And now is the time you choose. That makes sense. I miss who I thought she was. <gasps> oh my God. You're, you're a I religious mean, moment. I feel that. I feel there's one particular mm -hmm. friend. I have to always remember what you miss is, is just an aspect of her. It is not the whole and the whole ain't good for me. Yeah. Correct. Wow. I have a responsibility. First and foremost, to take care of me so that I have, I can be a good mother, a good wife, a good human. Mm -hmm. And if you are drawing off of and, and I like to surround myself with people who bring out the best version of me. Mm. She's yes. not one of them anymore. Not anymore. Ugh. How has the loss of this third friend shifted your dynamic as Elizabeth and, and Maria? Um, no, because we had, we had our own basis of friendship outside of that third friend. I would say even when there was a trio, we were closer. We friends. were closer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And has it, have you gotten even closer since that or is it still the same? I don't think you, you could be closer. Yeah. I, I think. It's so beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I, I think that. it's just another aspect of our friendship that we've been through. It's another challenging thing that we've another pile and a shit pile that life hands you and we laugh at i do i now i will say i do think that it's probably a little less painful because we have each other oh yeah mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. that that i i don't want to discount that yeah. well and i i i worry about her some mm -hmm. because we have watched her since she moved out of the community into a bigger town we've watched her shed friends and mm -hmm. we were it. We were what was left. 
But I mean, who, where's her support system? Mm. Can't, it can't always be your kids and husband. I'm sorry. And your brothers and all that. But she's got a lot there. But you've got to have she, girlfriends. She have How do you think you are accountable to this? And I'm already, I've already heard, Elizabeth, like a suggestion, which is you saw the signs of it of of how she behaved with other people yeah don't That's don't let my ego get in the way and and uh, believe that you couldn't be the recipient of that and so how do you head that off because it wouldn't mean that i wouldn't be friends with somebody again who behaved that way i would just probably hold a hold some of myself back yeah. um and and B, probably be a little more forthcoming on what I needed from the friendship. Because there were a lot of times where I let her kind of go on about her kids and all that kind of Because I thought, okay, this mm. is what, whatever, what she needs, whatever. Complaints about it, people dishing her kids. Complaints about people dissing her children. Mm. Yes. Mm. Oh, my, my, my. Long list. Mm. How, how about you, Maria? It, I think it is... <clears throat> You know, in a, in a marriage, there there's an old saying, a man who marries his mistress is just creating a job opening. And to think that you are so special that that person who has a pattern of behavior isn't going to continue. Um, yeah, I felt like I was naive. Well, and both of you have a you have a friendship application open for a third. And so how would you interview for that? Because I'm sure people are going to write me and be like, I'd like to apply. <laughs> well, what is fun. question number one is, what is your drink? What should we call you? Yes. <laughs> so they have to they have to have a cocktail. OK, no, you know what? There's just we don't have a choice in life um, about the serious stuff, right? Like it comes along cancer and and serious stuff with your kids and our marriages and jobs and elections and it comes and um god life's too short just to take it all too seriously and not have some fun and have, have some fun with it and and allow the bs to get away get in the way of friendships agreed do you feel like there's some rules or ways that we live in life that possibly set this person up or or set the set the trio up in some way elizabeth do you have something she got a spark in her you guys want to hear this I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking of because i am most assuredly a product of how i was raised and where i was raised um i come from a military family um, there are some things that I, and that probably leads to some of my rigid application to social rules like Emily posts. Like I get an invitation, I respond to the invitation. I respond to it timely to the person who sent it to me, not to somebody else as well. Like I, I just, I, I have always been raised with those blinders on like, these are the rules and this is what you do. Mm -hmm. um, certainly Maria as well is a product of being the... <laughs> one of the younger children of a large family and therefore a little bit of a shit to starboard mm -hmm. but i i think she's who she is because of where she was raised how she was raised of course yeah, um, yeah. you yeah. know from where she was raised in the you know south side of chicago okay yeah it has its it 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 
it's a thing. What are some of the rules that you saw from her that, well, loyalty to family. Family is everything. And you cannot say one bad word about her family. Not one. Whereas Maria and I are a little more um, realistic. A lot. Um, Well, absolutely. Because you grew up in a family. Oh, I get to speak for her. I never get to do this. <laughs> you, well, but you grew up with a lot. I, I know this because I have, I'm married to someone who's the youngest of seven. So you had siblings speaking for you for a period of time, right? And, and then you have to find your own backbone and find it. You did and to, find to it. He did. Fed. Right. <laughs> if you're going like, to get food in a big family. That is a thing, right? I grew up in a military family where the rules were rigid and you you were more likely to be told about your shortcomings than you were about your positives. So I do tend to be maybe even a little too hard on my own kids. Um, And certainly in a public setting or not public, but in a friendship situation, um, I'm very honest about my children and any failings they might have. Well, this is where you're all three perfect, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) practically perfect in every way. Um, This is where you have those discussions with a friend where you process through. Mm -hmm. So you don't say the hurtful things to your family. This is where you can be unvarnished and Mm -hmm. honest. That's a great way to put it. Yep. Mm. Right. You got to have some place that you can do that. Otherwise you just are going to spout off, you know, whenever you get irritated. One of my probably my very best favorite memory with this friend, the three of us, we went on a girl's trip to Cedarburg to go see the Christmas market. Only we never made it to the Christmas market because it turned into a, um, let's check out the Bloody Marys in every bar along the way. I know we sound like total alcoholics. I'm a two drink wonder and that's it. Um, that sounds fun. It was so much fun. And then we ended up texting like all of our children and husbands together until her son was like, please remove me from this text. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, why? This is so much fun. (laughs) It was, it's, it's a great memory. It's a great memory because mm. this friend of ours is really one of the most fun people you'll meet. Like, she really is a blast. She she finds fun and everything. You know what's interesting about about me and Elizabeth is we're from we're both centrist, but we're from totally opposite political parties. And we have great political conversations every day. We are well trained on when we need a break. And because of that we've been able to have those kind of conversations and get to a point where, okay, we need to take a break from this. Um, I think if more people tested their friendships that way, their friendships would be stronger. I really do because, and at the core it's, and I tell people this all the time, she gives me things to think about. Ditto. She gives me things to think about. And I have said this to everybody. She also makes you up your game on, we, in America, we are great at the one-liners. Well, this, well, that, well, you know, but you have to be able to back that up. Why do you feel that way? Where's your data? Where's your information? And she's awesome at that. And therefore I have to up my game at, okay, I I feel this way, but why do I feel this way? You totally stole my thunder. I was going to say that you 
are always backed up on everything you say. <laughs> pay for that. Respect. <laughs> yes. Respect. But I think if more people tested their friendships with, it's okay to, to come from an opposite side. It's okay to disagree, but it's how to do it respectfully and not personal attacks. Right. Well, it, it, it also takes having a conversation where you want to learn as much as you want to instruct. And not wanting to win. We're, we There's don't, no win. We don't, we no don't disagree to win an argument. It's, it's not even an argument. We don't disagree to or, or come at it from opposite sides. We don't come at it from opposite sides in order to win. It's, okay, this is my, it's, it's, it's. What have you heard? This is what I've heard. What yeah. do you think about this? And I'm not saying it's always, you know, roses and But lights. I did win the last argument. Yeah, no, I'm well. just kidding. <laughs> You think you did. Just kidding. <laughs> but that's a fine line that if more people did what we do in a, within a friendship, be in a better place, we'd be yeah. in a better place. Thank you so much for joining us. Please follow, rate, and review on iTunes and share with a friend who may be going through a heartache over a friendship lost.